Hello and welcome. Is your business your mission and your mission your business? If yes, you found your tribe. Whether you feel like it or not, you are avant-garde, going your own way, making your own path, doing it like no one has done before. And the answers to the challenges you're facing aren't in a book. My friend, you are not alone. This is the Avant-Garde Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Trisha Bailey, a mission-minded serial entrepreneur and traveler. My purpose on this earth is to use my authenticity and passion to equip and empower social entrepreneurs to live in their highest calling, feeling freedom, fulfillment, and security, and inspiring others to do the same. Join me for stories, tips, and tricks for taking avant-garde inspired action in your business so that you feel encouraged, equipped, empowered, and unstoppable. I believe it doesn't have to be hard to be right. Welcome to episode 31 of Avant-Garde Entrepreneur. I am so glad you're here today with me, my friend. You know, by far and away, the one word that makes more social entrepreneurs cringe than any other is this, sales. You got it, something as simple as the word sales. You became a social or missional entrepreneur and change maker because you love people, yet you must generate revenue or make sales to grow and make a scalable impact, whether that's selling products and services or acquiring investors and financial partners. This is part two of my chat with my good friend, Stephen Ross, all about mindset around sales and about living life as an entrepreneur. Stephen is a realtor, national speaker, transformational coach, online course creator, and author of this book called Doors Open When You Knock. In his career in door-to-door sales, he has knocked on well over 125,000 doors. That's 125,000 people or more that he didn't know, and he went and he knocked on their door. He knows a thing or two about perseverance and discipline, even when it feels like nothing is happening, much like you do in your social enterprise. Stephen has mastered the art of making people feel comfortable and at ease, as well as his own mindset. And he has a lot of wisdom and guidance to share with us as avant-garde entrepreneurs. One of the things I love about interviewing people for this podcast is that even when I think I know them, I always learn something new about them or their style. Steven could probably post his own podcast and have hours and hours and hours, years of content. I feel extremely blessed and honored for you to get to hear from him and his easygoing style. So sit back, relax, and enjoy part two of our conversation with Stephen Ross. So you have knocked on over a hundred, like hundreds of thousands of doors. You've gotten your process and you've been able to stick with it. And that's what makes you unique or one of the many things that makes you unique. So now you travel and you talk to people about perseverance and about sticking with it. You've created an online course, which is incredible. And you've written a book. So this is Stephen's book. If you're watching the video, it's called Doors Open When You Knock. And I met Stephen, as we talked about at this conference, as soon as I met him and I knew he was an author, I ordered his book. And it wasn't going to, I had to wait because it was going to get home before I arrived. (laughs) (laughs) 
And so Stephen was kind enough to sign a copy and give it to me at the conference. And I just devoured this book because there's so much in here. There is absolutely no fluff. There are so many of the principles and the concepts that we talk about here on the Avant-Garde Entrepreneur Podcast. And so it's accessible. Um, It's really easy to order. I'll put the link in the show notes. But I'd like to talk a little bit about, so anyone who writes a book has a sort of uncommon perseverance. And the things that you talk about in your book, they really just apply to every business person I know. And it's very, there are a few sections that are about real estate specific, but I think even if you're in any type of sales, you could look at the principles and the things Stephen teaches and say, oh yeah, you know, you could correlate it to what you're doing. So for those who lots of people haven't read it yet, but hopefully more will read it. Stephen, can you give us kind of sort of a high level view of what Doors Open When You Knock is about? It's about nothing. Uh That's the whole point. Uh (laughs) I designed it like I literally, as we just said, right? It was the whole 15, 16 year journey knocking Mm -hmm. on doors. Mm -hmm. And whatever journey one is on, there's going to be many, many, many things that are going to try and take you off track. Mm -hmm. And all those, not all of them, but many of them are right here. So you're Mm -hmm. forewarned of how you're going to get off track. (laughs) And the design of the book is you could pick it up at any point and see something and that's what you need to keep going. Mm -hmm. And yesterday I was in Los Angeles and there's a woman who has two copies of the book and she happened to be at the at the event, at the workshop I was leading with, you know, 50 other real estate agents, some really high producing real estate agents. And so she was there. So I had her verbally give the testimonial for the book. And she says, I have two copies of the book. I keep one at home. I one in my car and one in the office so that whenever I, I feel like I'm not supposed to, when I'm not going to do what I'm supposed to be doing, I just pick up the book <laughs> and, and it has me keep going. <laughs> Which was awesome because it's these are all the things that are likely to keep you from doing what you're yeah. what you know you need to be doing. And yeah. because and I know because I lived it. I still yeah. live it. Yeah. Right. The, the the place I was speaking at all week, none of those were no one called me and said, Hey, we would love to have you. I had to mm-hmm. call everybody. I have to call people and, and make them happen. And so just as a quick a total side note. You know, but the book is doors open when you knock. It's implying that there's plenty of doors, there's plenty of opportunity, but we've got to be responsible to take the action. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a subtle difference because, you know, it's not that the universe will bend to our will. That's not what I'm saying. You know, the universe is pretty big and powerful. But what I am saying is just sitting here thinking about, I want good things, isn't going to make a difference. We have to Mm -hmm. be responsible enough to go do the things that lead to where we want to go. Mm -hmm. And so, yes. So Tuesday, today's a Thursday, Tuesday, I was in Manhattan beach, California. It's a very nice part of Southern California. And I was doing a workshop at a brokerage and I went, it was done. I went down the street to a very nice little shopping area that had a coffee place and some stuff. And as I was pulling into the coffee, I was like, oh, there's another real estate office I didn't know was there. And I had an extra copy of the book. And I'm like, 
well, now I have to go in. <laughs> right. So I had to go in and find the person who'd be in charge and, you know, dropped off a copy of the book. Then I, that person wasn't there. And then I followed up and then I had a call with that person yesterday. And it looks like, you know, we might be able to, you know, they're going to buy a bunch of books and we're going to do something. And it might not. It mm -hmm. could have said, hey, get lost. We don't, we don't like you kind or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's not the point. The point is the moment I was called to action, I have to go do, I have to take the action. So the book, I re-coach myself. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, you know, I've sort of created a standard that I have to live up to even when I don't feel like it. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. So true. Some of the things that Stephen talks about in the book are, I'm just going to go through because I have my copy and I was actually reading it yesterday. I read it a lot. There's certain little things that I open up because I pretty much know whatever I open it up to is going to be what I need. Some of the Stephen, things that Stephen talks about are like winning the battle of the urgent or the important versus the urgent. Overwhelm, how to turn uncertainty into chaos. Patience versus instant gratification, dealing with comparison, the comparison-itis, developing a gratitude and appreciation. So many of the things that we have talked about over the past year and in the course and in some of the free workshops, these principles are so universal. And one of the things that we talk about that's super important is having your why and knowing your why. And I find it interesting that once you get past the intro, as far as the real estate portion of the book, that's really what you talk about. So Stephen, can you talk about why having a why is so important? <laughs> I mean, it's so overplayed, like it's so cliche. So I'm always, I didn't even want to put anything in there on the book uh -huh. other than it goes back to what we were just saying about the muscle testing. Mm. There's nothing wrong. And I'll just use the real estate business as an example. And you can, the listener, you, the listener can just translate it to where, where you're at. In real estate, people get into real estate because they want to make a lot of money and not work very hard. And that is not the case. And the mm. people that make a lot of money do work really hard. So, but many people get in the business and they think their goal is to make lots of money. Nothing wrong with making lots of money, except that when things get hard and when things get difficult, usually that's not enough to keep you going. Mm -hmm. And for me, my why was I wanted to be home and raise my kids and still produce a pretty good income. Mm -hmm. That was important to me. I didn't want to go back to working for a corporate. I didn't want to be in a corporate environment. I didn't want to commute. I didn't want to travel. And raising my kids was important. Mm -hmm. And this was a business and career that I could, I could do that would give me those things. And those were important. So every time I didn't feel like knocking on doors, every time I didn't feel like doing any of it, I was very clear, nope, I chose this because this is what I really want. Mm -hmm. You know, people think about the why is like, well, I've got to change the world. I've got, you know, those are all great. There's nothing wrong with them, but it doesn't have to be that noble. You could just say, I, you know, if someone was, uh, came up with a new, more efficient way to have clean water or something mm -hmm. like that. Well, how would I get clean water to every town in my country? Mm -hmm. 
well, how about just everyone in your own town had clean water? What if, you know, you just had that stand that I'm committed that everyone I know has access to clean drinking water. I know it's a little simplified, but like, it doesn't have to be for everyone. It just has to be enough for you to keep going when you don't feel like going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really what I'm trying to say. So if your goal is to make money, nothing wrong with making money, but when things get hard, you might quit. But if yeah. your goal is to, you know, provide a standard of care for your family that they wouldn't otherwise have access to, you're likely to do things you wouldn't otherwise have done. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't so, have to be your goal either. But, you know, it's got yeah. almost always it has something to do with other than yourself. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like for your why, and I think for a lot of people, too, if they think about it, the why, having your why is really the fuel to keep you going with your process. So whatever you know yeah. you need to do when you don't want to do it, your why is what keeps you going. Yeah, yeah. because if you yeah. don't have any why, mm-hmm. if you're just floundering through life, which is easy to do in the U.S., I'm sure mm-hmm. other parts, but I can only say for sure here, mm-hmm. right, I can get a job, I can make enough money to pay my bills and everything's sort of okay. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking to grow and expand yourself, you're going to have to push yourself through something that's difficult, like we were saying before, and you're only going to do that if there's some bigger calling that you feel is going to be fulfilling. Want to know how you can use your natural skills, personality, and talent to create the social enterprise of your dreams? Find out how to design a life-giving, sustainable, scalable impact business based on your social entrepreneur style with my What's your social entrepreneur style quiz? Whether you're dreaming of starting an impact business, already have a social enterprise and it's not as much fun as it used to be, or you have loads of experience and you want to make it better, I created a free 10-question quiz to help you gain more clarity about yourself and how to build or refine your social enterprise, not only to fit your style, but to find others who complement your style. Not only that, But with this newfound knowledge, you'll feel empowered to enhance your process instead of just focus on the results, which, let's face it, can take a while. To discover your social entrepreneur style, go to TriciaBaileyPhD.com and take two minutes to answer 10 really fun questions about yourself and your business. You'll immediately find out whether you're a passionate go-getter, meticulous analyst, supportive mediator, or enthusiastic influencer. Then I'll send goodies and guidance to your inbox specifically curated for your unique style. You'll also get this super fun, this is me graphic that you can share on social that shows your style and your strengths. Talk about free, easy, and non-sleazy self promo. Again, that's trishabaileyphd.com to find out your social entrepreneur style with my fun, fast, and free quiz. You talk about a lot of topics in the book. And one of the things you said was it's going to show you where you're going to get tripped up or to help you get past it. Is there, from the people that you know, maybe from your own experience, but also with the thousands of people you've worked with, is there one place that you would say you see people get tripped up or where people get stalled in their process or in their sticking to it more than others? I don't know this is true. But if I were to venture a guess, I don't know that there's one thing that trips up everyone. Mm 
Mm -hmm. as opposed to everybody likely has one thing that trips them up. Mm, Okay. Mm -hmm. So like I, I work with someone, he just cannot get off comparing himself to others. Mm-hmm. Just he just oh, that is his roadblock, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And for other people, they can't get clear on what their process is. Mm-hmm. Everything just stays fuzzy, and other people have no appreciation for where they are. They always want to be somewhere else, so their gratitude mm-hmm. appreciation is missing. If they could just get that handled, that mm-hmm. would make you know. So I think. And or, you know, people go through different phases in their life and then they're in the, just the seasons of the year. Mm-hmm. When things are going great, it's pretty easy when everything's going good. Mm-hmm. Things are not going so good is when it usually falls apart for people. And it's usually, you know, starts with no appreciation for what they've already had. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, there's no one answer other than everyone's usually dealing with one of those at any given time, mm-hmm. myself included. Yeah. Yeah. And we talk about, especially with comparitis, I think for social entrepreneurs too, with, you know, they see people posting things on social and usually they're posting the good things that their organization is doing or the victories that they've had. But none of us post the garbage, the hundred failed experiments, or, you know, whenever we have a government official walk into our office completely unannounced, we don't post that stuff. <laughs> And I think of all the things that you talked about, comparitis is one of the things that I know a lot of people really struggle with social media in general about who who they are as a person. But then when we're talking about people who are driven to have an impact, they're driven from their heart and their mind to have an impact on others. And if they feel like it's not happening or if they look at someone else and feel like, well, so-and-so else is doing it it's not happening for me. It really degrades themselves and it really stalls them. Yeah. So I think it's really good for the listeners to hear that this is also a universal thing, whether it's imposter syndrome, feeling like you don't know enough, feeling like you're not doing enough. If you can get past that, first of all, recognizing that it's a thing. You know, I think that a lot of times people just glaze over it. And it sounds like to Stephen that having a gratitude practice is one of those things that pretty much, I don't want to say it writes every wrong, but it certainly good place cer- to start. Certainly gets you, yeah, it's a great place to start. Yeah. There's nothing happening with any of us that's unique to us. Nothing. Yeah. There is nothing happening to any of us in any part of the world that isn't happening to somebody else or hasn't already happened to somebody else in some other form. Mm-hmm. So it always feels personal and it never is. Mm. Yeah. So true. So Stephen, how do you, because any of us who are introverts know how much energy it takes to be out with people. How do you take care of yourself? How do you recharge so that you can keep going? You talk about some things in the book, uh, but what else? What's good for people to know who haven't read the book? I think, um, I don't know if this is in the book per se or not, but um my whole family loves to make fun of me and and my wife takes i she must have hundreds of pictures of me sleeping <laughs> i don't think everywhere. you talked about them in the book okay <laughs> everywhere you know wherever i am i'll just take it you know i am not afraid to recharge myself like and you mm-hmm. can look it up like there's been now studies right a little 
power nap, five, 10, 20 minutes makes a difference. Mm-hmm. I am not bashful. I will take mm-hmm. a nap anywhere. That really does make a difference, but that's like immediately, like I can take a nap and then I'm recharged, but I have to, um, for me personally, moving my body keeps the stress from building up, keeps just everything flowing. So mm-hmm. I've got to always be moving my body. Mm-hmm. And that's just my thing. I don't know that that's a universal thing, but that's, if I can't move my body, then I'm usually pretty cranky. Mm-hmm. All that energy is like <laughs> stuck <Yes>. in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what are you most excited about now? You've got so much happening in your life. Can you share with us some of the things that are kind of the things that you're really looking forward to or really enjoying? I was at, um, it's not going to show up well on the screen. I was at this, um, I was doing it for a big brokerage yesterday and um, the engagement was awesome. And, you know, I'm not on social media, but like someone's like, I had this great quote and uh-huh. they're putting it and these people, uh-huh. most of these people are all have tons of followers. So they're, uh-huh. again, I'm not on social media and I don't really care that I got the attention. What I care is, people were participating and they got something out of it that they can carry forward. And so for me, it is a pain in the butt and expensive to get on a plane and go travel all these places. And sometimes, you know, people don't show up. Sometimes they show up late. I got to get to my next, my next gig. Mm -hmm. It's a lot. I'm still, I still have my real estate business, but when I can provide something that someone didn't, see before and mm-hmm. by them seeing it they have access to a different way of living and being in their business uh that you know that i'll keep i'll keep doing that so yeah. that's what i love doing it's huge serving 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 people. yes yeah so before i ask my last question how do people find you i know you're not on social how do people find you i do have a website okay steven, steven t ross.com okay Stephen Ross was already taken. So Stephen T for Todd, Stephen T Ross.com and the books on Amazon. And um, I'm starting to go back to writing a weekly blog. So those get posted there. And so, yeah, that'd be the best place. And you're on LinkedIn as well, right? I'm on LinkedIn. My profile is not very good, but yes, I'm on it. Okay. Well, people, my listeners and viewers are on LinkedIn. So you may have a lot more people. (laughs) Coming to your coming to your site because that is how they connect with the world. All right, good. So, Stephen, obviously, your heart is service to others. What is your biggest vision for your future right now? Because the reason I ask is that for all of us, when you're starting, when you start with nothing, you know, your biggest vision—it's not even a big vision at first—and it just gets a little bigger and a little bigger, and you feel fear and you take the next step and then you get to a new level. So I think it's encouraging for people to understand from someone who started with nothing, like what your, what your biggest vision is now that you've kind of, kind of gotten off the ground, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, just so everyone knows, like my first year in Colorado, when I moved here from California, the economy was not good and I would knock on doors all day and then I'd go wait tables at night. I did not have extra money. So mm-hmm. I just went, you know, it was not, I might've grown up pretty middle class, but there was times in my life where there was no money. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, I needed to go wait tables so I could have cash, so I could put gas in my car so I could get home, like that kind. So I know what it's like to not have money. But I would say, going the other side, the biggest vision I have is that I I really want to take my family to Hawaii and rent some houses. And I want to fly everybody there on a private jet. Now, I know that sounds very bougie and it sounds very self-centered and it sounds very flashy. But I don't want to pay for the jet myself. Mm -hmm. I'll pay for the rental house because that's... (laughs) I don't want to pay for the jet. I want some company to hire me to do a keynote or some training in Hawaii that they're willing to send their jet to pick me up and my family and fly me to Hawaii in lieu of my compensation, which means I'd have to add so much value to the company and the team that they're willing to do that. And that's a high bar to live up to, right? Like, wow, what would I really have to do? Not what would I have to do to convince or trick someone No, who would I have to be and what would I have to do for people that would be worth it for them to do that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's an incredible vision. And I love that it's not about you paying for it. It's about you providing that much value that you're that worth it to someone for them to do that. Yeah. So, Well, Stephen, you are so inspiring. I am so grateful for your friendship and I'm grateful for the, all the wisdom that you shared. I would really encourage listeners to go to your blog. It's going to be a lot of good information on there. And if I'm going to link to your book in the show notes, both on Amazon and from your website so that people can find that. And Stephen, it's been great. It's been so great having you here today. And thank you so much for the knowledge and the wisdom that you shared. That's my pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Avant-Garde Entrepreneur. I hope you feel encouraged, equipped, empowered, and unstoppable. If you enjoyed what you heard, share it with a friend. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review it here on your podcast player. Questions, comments, or feedback? Connect with me directly at trishabaileyphd.com or on social at trishabaileyphd. Now, you go and get back to making the world a better place. I'll see you back here soon.